Hello and welcome back to the PAL with Tani G, a show where we discuss one Mishnah per podcast with commentary and practical lessons woven in. I'm your host, Tani G. Questions, comments, suggestions are always welcome at MaximumTEE at Yahoo.com. We're going to take a brief hiatus coming up very soon. And then, God willing, we're going to finish Season 2. Then we're going to take a summer hiatus, God willing, Blinender, and come back with Season 3, God willing, early on in the fall with hopefully the Yad Avraham from Art Scrolls. So stay with us. We're almost at the end of Chapter 5, and then we zip over to Chapter 6. Right now we're in 521. Hey, Chaf Aleph, call him as Harabim in Chet Ba'al Yado. Whoever influences the masses to become meritorious shall not be the cause of sin. Vechol Hamachati es Harabim, but anyone who causes and influences the masses to sin, Ein speak in Biyado Lasos Chuva, will not be given the means to repent. Moshe Zacha Vazika es Harabim, Zachus Harabim Toloibo. Moshe was meritorious and influenced the masses to be meritorious, so the merit of the masses was to his credit. As it says, carrying out God's justice and his ordinances with Israel. That's from Devarim. Yeravam ben Nevan Nevat sinned and caused the masses to sin. Pause. Very interesting that Moshe is compared Yeravim as his arch nemesis, as the arch opposite of him. You would think that we would bring up Bilam as the arch nemesis to Moshe because the non the non Jewish nations were given Bilam as their prophet to try to to allay their fears, saying if they if we if ever we had a prophet, maybe we would have been better like the Jewish people. So Moshe was the the prophet extraordinaire, and then then Bilam was for the not for the non Jewish people. But that's not who we talk about here. Later on, we talk about Bilam versus Avraham. But here we're talking about Moshe versus Yeravim. Very interesting side point. So this person, Yeravim ben Nevan, he sinned and caused others to sin. So chet harabim taloibo. So the sin of the masses is charged against him. Shenemar, as it says, al chataos Yeravim asher chatave asher hachatias Yisrael. For the sins of Yeravim that he committed and that he caused Israel to commit in Malachim Aleph. So... Let's take a little bit look at the commentary itself. Whoever influences the masses to become meritorious shall not be the cause of sin. One who seeks to direct others onto the path of righteousness from the Rambam by teaching them Torah and inculcating them with the fear of God or influencing them to perform the commandments from the Pharisees' soul will be kept from sinning himself. Rashi, Meiri, and Rav quote the Talmud in Yoma that such a person merits divine protection from sin because it is inconceivable that his disciples should be in the world to come, while he who elevated them should languish in Gehenim. This is derived from the verse, For you will not abandon my soul to the lower world, nor allow your devout ones to witness destruction. From Psalms, if someone inspires others, God will not allow him to suffer the punishment of Gehenna, not only for his own sake, but in order to prevent his disciples from witnessing the spiritual destruction of their mentor, from Tosos Yamtev, that was. According to Rav Yonah, this is an application of the principle mitzvah, goreras mitzvah. The reward of a mitzvah is another mitzvah, see 4.2. One who acts as a catalyst for the increased fulfillment of God's will in the world is rewarded with the continual opportunity to fulfill the mitzvah of fearing God. If he leads people to righteousness, he himself will be blessed to stay on the right path. 
And Medrash Shmuel suggests that the Mishnah actually describes a feature of human nature. Since a person of conscience suffers inner conflict when his words and his deeds are divergent, one who inspires the public to virtue will be especially careful not to sin himself. He'll want to appear, he will not want to appear hypocritical or cause others to be cynical. So one who influences the masses to sin will not be given the means to repent. One who leads others astray by inciting them to sin or creating opportunities for them to transgress the will of God will not merit divine assistance in his attempts to repent. That comes from Teferis Yisrael. As the Talmud Yoma teaches, so that he not be in Gan Eden while his students are in Gehenna. While God generously helps and generally helps those who seek to repent in the case of someone who is responsible for the spiritual downfall of others, it would be unfair to help him escape punishment while his victims must suffer for their sins. Even so, even so egregious a sinner can certainly repent, but he will have to do so on his own. He will not receive divine assistance. And that comes from Rashi, Meiri, and Rav. And this comes from the words of King Solomon. A man involved with the spiritual blood of a person will hasten his own steps to the pit with no support. From Proverbs, one who murders a friend spiritually by inciting him to sin will receive no support from heaven to thwart his own fall into Gehenna. Let's look at the bottom. Without delay, according to Avos al-Banam, one who brings others to iniquity, iniquity is not granted the delay of punishment, which God generally extends through his attribute of Erech HaPayim, enduring patience. On the other hand, someone who sins because he could not withstand temptation is granted additional time in the hope he will come to his senses and repent when the heat of passion passes. However, one who persuades others to sin does so only out of a cynical attitude toward God and toward life. Such a person does not deserve the opportunity to repent. Chelek La'olam Haba adds that he is punished immediately so that he will no longer have a ruinous influence on the lives of others. Moshe was meritorious and influenced the masses to be meritorious, so the merit of the masses was to his credit. Moshe not only achieved the highest degree of spiritual, moral, and ethical perfection to which a human being can aspire, he also taught Torah to the Jewish nation, developing their latent spiritual abilities and thus their potential to fulfill their role as God's chosen nation. Since he brought them to fill the mitzvahs and accrue spiritual merit, he deserves the credit. And that comes from Rashi and Rav, which follows the Talmudic dictum, Gadol HaMaser Yoser Mina Oser, one who causes others to do mitzvahs is greater than one who does mitzvahs himself. And that comes from Baba Basra. As it says, carrying out God's justice, this verse teaches that Moshe figuratively carried out all the laws of the Torah along with the people of Israel. Their actions are deemed his since he inspired them to live the Torah way. That comes from Rashi and Meiri. But Yeravim Nenevat sinned and caused others to sin, so the sins of them are against him. Yeravim Nenevat was a servant of King Shlomo, and after Shlomo's death, he led the secession secession, sorry, of the ten northern tribes and became their king. Yeravim was afraid that if he made pilgrimages to the temple in Jerusalem, his authority would be undermined when people saw him standing in the temple courtyard while his rival, King Rehavim of Yehuda, Shlomo's son, when he sat, a privilege that was reserved only for the legitimate heirs of the Davidic dynasty. He was also apprehensive that his own subjects would be weaned away from him when they went to the temple. To safeguard his claim to the throne, he made two golden calves, claiming that they were ripped repositories of the divine presence and that one could worship through God through them just as in the temple. In this way, he sinned by preventing the people from going to Yerushalayim for the pilgrimage festivals. Furthermore, he caused them to sin by inducing them to serve idols. See Malachim Aleph. Thus, Yeravim was responsible for their sins 
as well as his own. And that came from Magan Avos. As it says, for the sins of Yeravim that he committed and that he caused Israel to commit from Malach Malaf, the entire household of Yeravim was decimated and punishment for both his own sins and those he caused others to commit. We may infer from this that the converse is also true, that good deeds one inspires others to do are considered his as well. A very good dictum to take out from today. The good deeds one inspires others to do are considered his as well. And that comes from Maganavos. The sins which he incited others to do are in fact called his own rather than being referred to as the sins of the Jewish nation. And that comes from Rav. So the main takeaway we could take from this mission is that not only should we try to do as much good as we can, but we should be a role model. We should be an inspiration to those around us. You know, it's it's good to do things on your own. It's good to do things for your family and the like. But if you live in a bubble, if you live in the four corners uh, your little Daladamas, your little four corners of the world, you're closing yourself off from the ability to help others. You can inspire others. You can motivate others. You can be a source of of passion, for of Jewish pride for others and for the Jewish people and the world at large. If people would see your example, if you set an example of people and you see how people can learn from your example, that's even greater than just helping your little corner of the world. You have to try to do what you can to help others. The more mitzvahs others do, that you can help others to do is greater for yourself and greater for the world as a whole. And then that way we can make the world a better place and bring Mashiach hopefully speedily in our days. Join us next time as we talk about Avraham versus Bilaam, three traits of Avraham that are great traits and three traits of Bilaam that are really not great traits. And we'll see how the contrast comes between them here on the PAL with Tani G. And I'm your host, Tani G.